One, two, three, four. Palapalooza. Palapalooza. We're talking to you. I'm Palapalooza. This episode of Palapalooza is sponsored by Rock and Roll San Diego. Rock and Roll San Diego offers rehearsal rooms, video production, recording studios, lessons, rentals, repairs, and more. A big thanks to Shannon and the crew at Rock and Roll San Diego for teaming up with Palapalooza. Learn more at rockandrollsandiego.com. This is Palapalooza. This week we welcome Chad Ruiz and Steve Caballero of the punk rock band Urethane. Video of this podcast can be seen on our YouTube channel. Check it out. <sighs> Deep breath. Skateboard in the background. Truly's in hand. Yeah, hey, I want a skateboard with my name on it. Steve, is there a history uh, behind that skateboard behind you? Is that an OG? No, that's like... Actually, one of my latest models, latest graphics. Um, it's basically their new technology for PAL. It's called the Flight Technology. It's got carbon fiber in it. You've got a bunch of models, I noticed, on your, your website. Shout out your website. Yeah, got a website, um, stevecaballero.com, where you can find everything related to Steve Caballero. Uh, signature uh, decks, helmets, t-shirts, socks trucks and hopefully some some music art coming up uh we have i have a couple art decks but i don't really sell my art on it yet i just kind of uh really strictly stick to skateboarding with it hopefully some urethane coming up here pretty soon huh yeah i we have a bunch coming up you'll check out the um cyber tracks website is gonna do a big blast here pretty soon with all the all the vinyl and cds and colorways and merch and platforms there's all kinds of stuff coming up soon that we don't have pictures of and we can't really uh, say too much about yet but i was checking out the cybertrax website and you guys are right at top dude with the newest edition fucking a congratulations thank you officially thank you uh chad ruiz steve caballero you're a thing thanks for being here thank you so uh, welcome, welcome to palapalooza we'll, we'll chat all about the band uh steve i think you're a skateboarder i hear We'll chat a little bit about that. Yep. Uh, you guys were hanging out with Tom DeLong. I saw on Instagram. How was that? Fun. He's a nice guy. Yeah, I hadn't seen him for over twenty years. Yeah, it's been um, <laughs> honestly. How did you originally meet Tom? Um, I met Tom on the Vans Warp Tour right. when Blink One Eighty Two was on the tour, and I was on the tour and for like months on on end, and just traveling with with the whole tour and, and hanging out with all the bands all the time, and we would see each other every single day, eat same places and you know they'd come and watch us skate the ramp and then we'd go on on the stage and watch them play and Rad. there was a couple times i got to uh, get on stage and play a couple songs with them so it's cool really yeah what songs do you remember i played damn it did you yeah i played it uh once in australia and once in hawaii and you were obviously skating on the tour yes no, not playing in a band no, but jumping no. up as as much as you could no, yeah. So I was a uh, professional athlete on the Vans Warped Tour, which basically started around 1996. And then Vans bought the whole tour, and then I got hired as an athlete to go on every single year. And 
I met a lot of a lot of bands and became friends with them, and they knew that I played an instrument. So it would either be guitar or bass. I would hop on, you know, once a day. I would hop on, you know, the stage with one of my favorite bands and and play and learn their song. They certainly go hand in hand, punk rock and skating. It does. It it definitely does. Um, just the attitude um, back in the early '80s and and the raw energy and and just the the vibe. The rhythm fits. Yeah, the, just the DIY vibe of like you know being very creative with with limit limit limited uh, things you know and just making the best out of the situation and and having a good time and exploring new avenues whether it's skateboarding or whether it's a guitar you know. You've both been a part of a few projects. Chad's been a part of Skipjack for 50 years here in San Diego. 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about that, dude. I mean, we played together back in 99, right-ish? So, yeah. So, Skipjack's been together 25 years. That means we've probably played with all of your bands. <laughs> <laughs> you were saying off mic that uh, you have your friend's kids coming up to you, right? I've had a couple people who we've played with that were kind of grom bands in the last couple of years that are like... My dad's band played with you guys back in da 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 da. And that's, <laughs> I've had a couple of those. It's been kind of kind of a trip. I, some kid we played with um, a brick by brick show, and it was a North County band. And th- whoever it was, the his dad was a singer of a band that we played at Street Scene with in '97 or '96 <laughs> or something like that. It's like, oh, you guys are still together, yeah, yeah, same band. A different era in the the music industry. Way, for sure. Way different. And uh, I mean, how excited are you guys? This is amazing. You <laughs> you're signed to Cybertracks. You guys have all sorts of amazing shows and festivals planned out. I haven't even released an album. Nope. <laughs> but it's coming. But it's coming. <laughs> I mean, isn't that just the ideal way of doing it, though? Really, it's. It's cra- It's different. It's different than I think any of us have done it. Like I was telling you earlier, we have, um, it was such a new thing. It was almost like if you were to start the band on a reality show, like here's four strangers. Your objective is to go into this room <laughs> for the next two months and make this record. And your next mission is to go off to Santa Ana, California with Cameron Webb and make this record as great as you can. You know, it's been one of those things. So like we've had to learn along the way our personalities and you know how to work with each other and the, but it's been super fluid the whole time almost as if we've all known each other well not longer it's been a lot of a lot of hard work but it's actually been easier than most projects that i've either recorded <laughs> or i've been a part of you know it's been a really easy just super good group of guys and we've been really fortunate and really blessed at the opportunities that we've gotten and how fast we've gotten. So I understand the eyebrow raise when it's like, oh my God, you guys are on everything right now. How great. <laughs> well, yeah. it's, yeah, it's dope. I'm, I'm just super excited for you guys. I mean, if you don't know, Urethane is uh, Chad and Steve, and then you have uh, Tim Fennelly from War Fever, yep. who I've had on. Am I pronouncing his last name correctly? Fennelly. Yeah, close enough, right? I think. Fennelly. And uh, of course, Dylan Wade from the Bomb Pops, Bomb Pops who's on uh, Fat Records. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So a bit of a, a super group, really. How It was a COVID sort of project, I, I believe, right? How did you guys all get connected? So, you know, this, this band is basically um, a collaboration of what we've all learned over the last, you know, 
20, 30 years. So it's basically, it's not something really we're starting from scratch. I mean, we've already put the work in over the years, playing, recording, and it's kind of like an established, just say like an established band uh, making a side band with different members. It's not like they're, they got to play these shows to prove themselves. They've already been in bands that have already proved themselves. So putting us all together, um, you know, we didn't we didn't have to go through the growing pains of like learning how to play our instruments or learning how to write songs. We were already professional musicians. So when you put profession, professional musicians together in a room that can um, feed off each other and also click really well and have great ideas, you 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 get a band like Urethane. You know, and so um, we're all we're all into it for the long run. We're all serious. Um, we all have um, experience, so that's a great combination for a, a good band, you know. And to answer your question, um, I was actually in another band prior to Urethane that I played um, bass in, and we were together for about uh, about a year, and we were writing a bunch of songs. We had about 10 songs, but no singer. And then eventually I was just like, um, we should find a singer. So... I use my Instagram page to kind of put some feelers out there and say, hey, you know, I got this group, you know, we don't really have a name yet, but we're looking for a singer, you know, and that's when Tim came into the picture. I didn't know who War Fever was. Um, I, I just, this guy reached out to me um, through an email and sent me his demo tape. And basically this demo tape uh, that he sent me uh, was a project that he was working on on his own to do a solo project, and it was basically all ready to re to release it. Yeah. Seriously, like he was weeks, he was like weeks away from releasing. Yeah, he it. was gonna release this this five, I think five songs, yeah, five song uh, uh, record, solo record. You know, because he didn't sing in the band War Fever, he just played guitar, and maybe he did some backing vocals or something. Yeah, he 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 wrote songs and he had some backing stuff, and I think. Um, his songs were kind of turned into their style of song, I guess you could say, but nobody had an idea of what he's such a laid back, humble guy that I don't think anybody really knew what he had in him. Right. I was, I've played music with him for a few years and I was, I was actually like jaw dropped when I heard his demo. Like it had been a long time since I've been that proud of somebody that I knew for the songs that they were writing, like that good. Totally. You know, I agree. We were talking off mic. I've heard gravity in Wyoming and gravity is available now. And uh, Tim's got some skills, dude. Well, that was the song that he showed me. Wyoming. No gravity. gravity. Okay, cool. And I was like, I was like blown away. I was like, wow, this, this is, this guy's good. He can sing. So I presented it to the other two guys, the guitarist, and the drummer, and I, I said, hey, what do you guys think? And they look at me, and they listen to it, and they're like, not going to work. He's a little soft. Yeah, he's a, he's a little <laughs> soft for our hardcore band. You fucking hate <laughs> life now, dude. And I'm like, I'm like really? Like, I, uh, I guess we're not, like, I thought to myself, I guess we're not really on the same page. So I was like, I was confused. You know, I was like, do I continue like maybe doing some side band with with tim and continue with this band because i was one year deep 10 songs deep into like forming a a solid band what was that band name 
Well, we did, you, did you even have one? No. Okay. And that's funny because that's another thing. We would try to think of so many different band names. Did you bring up urethane at one point? I did bring up urethane. <laughs> oh, shit. And they said no to it. They said no to it. Okay. So that was, that was a sign right there. Get an attorney just in case. Right? No. <laughs> no. But I ser- seriously, when we're looking for band names, it, was, it came to a point where I, like, do we have to make up a word? Because every, every band name has been used. And... It was it was just it got ridiculous. I'm like, oh, well, it'll come to us someday. So, anyways, I I sleep on the fact that they don't like Tim as you know would be want to work with him. And finally, I I called the drummer and I said, hey, um, thinking about quitting the band. And he's like, what? He's like, I'm like, yeah, I feel like we're not on the same page, and I'm gonna just go with Tim. So I called Tim and I said, hey, Tim, I I quit this band. Like, do you want to? You want to start a band together? He's like, sure. And then, sure enough, I think it was a couple days or a week later, he found a drummer, and that was Dylan. He put out a little, you know, feeler out there. Hey, anybody know a drummer? And he, he f- did it on like the ninja black market because nobody knew what he was doing <laughs> at all. I had no idea until Steve posted on Instagram. I'm like, wait, like I just practiced with that guy a couple nights ago. I didn't like. Not only did I not know he made music, but now now he's in like he's starting a band with my childhood hero. Like, what is this? Right. Like, I totally didn't get it. And Dylan must be busy, too, with Bomb Pops, right? But no, it he's, may be... he's not on the band anymore. Oh, he's not? I'm sorry. Okay, no. cool. He's All our right. original drummer. Got it. Okay, cool. Yeah. So we have our first practice, right. and it goes really well. And so we just start practicing. I, and basically, I was just going to learn um, Tim's solo record because I, I like the songs, and it was just an easy way to form, you know, get to know how to play with each other and everything. And then four months into doing that, um, I had to... And Chad had come to one of our practices uh, with who? Who would you bring? It, it, it was a friend of mine that I'd come with. That I, t- I told Tim, like, my whole end was like, dude, I'm so proud of you, especially, like, doing something with him. I want to record something. I'll do it for free. Just let me record something, just because I you know whatever you know, get me I, in on this like yeah i'm just totally, totally. stoked on it yeah. but the whole time what these guys don't realize i'm hearing the, as soon as i hear their songs i'm like tim this is designed for two guitar players right i have this half stack in my garage i'm totally <laughs> your guy i bugged him forever Chad fucking nuts this <laughs> way into it dude i love so it so forever i was yeah. like if it ever comes up you know you yeah. know and i was kind of hassling him jokingly and then you know he called me one day and he's like steve wants to play second guitar I'll play bass. <laughs> kind of like, you know. Were you stoked? Oh, I mean, yeah. the, the day you heard that you were in. Yeah, it was it time. basically, yeah, so it was four months into playing, and then I just had this wild hair where I was like, I was listening to music, I'm like, I think this band would be more solid if I if I pick up a rhythm guitar and his leads will pop more, and uh, it just, there wouldn't be something dropping out of there, and then I could add some more melodies to the songs. And so I called Tim, I said, hey, um, do you mind if I play guitar too? And he's like, no way. He's like, you got to be kidding, right? I'm like, why? He's like, because my friend Chad really wants to be in this band. <laughs> he's always been sitting outside of my house for weeks now. <laughs> and I'm like, and he wants, you know, and he wants to play bass. And I'm like, okay, well, he's in. Like, I already was like, I didn't even know Chad. I met him once when he came to practice. I'm like, well, he's in. Well, no, we met beforehand, but as if Steve's only met like 10 people in his whole life. And I told him like, so the couple years that Skipjack did Warp Tour stuff, yeah. 
the night when I came to the practice, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, we're on the warp tour together. Like he, he would remember me out of the 10,000 people <laughs> he was with a day. You know. That's amazing. So how long have you guys officially been together? I, I want to say January. Well, that, well, this is a crazy thing. So, <laughs> so, we, so we schedule a practice, right, um, with Chad. And hindsight, right? Uh, hindsight, is that where you guys are jamming? Yeah, was that you where it was the first one? Yeah, yeah, we did a cool. three-hour practice at hindsight. Yeah, hour early, yes. yeah, and then so I don't know if it was was it the practice or was it a, a week later that you came with the news? It was so. It was even worse. So here's where so he the, just got in the band. Like he, he here's one where the, practice. Here's where the fisticuffs might come, and I apologize <laughs> in advance. So I learned this stuff. I um, Tim's like, yeah, let's jam. I think it was a Friday. We're gonna practice on Friday. So. He sends me all the songs on Wednesday. I learn them at home, and we go in and practice on Friday, and it goes good. You can totally tell just by eye, you know eyeballs on everybody. We click right away. It yeah. sounds really, really good. And um, that night after the practice, I, you know, I've been friends with um, El Jefe and his wife Jen, who owns Cybertrax, for a lot of years. And we were just kind of chit chatting, and I brought it up. I was like. So I'm going to do this new cool thing that's, that's like fun with, you know, Tim and, and it's got Steve Caballero in it. And, oh, that's cool. You know, because no effects have been on the Warp Tour for years and they have stories together. They were acquainted. And I'm like, yeah, check these songs out. So I sent them over the songs and it was like instantly she's like, you need to throw my hat. You know, I think her words were, you need to throw my hat in the ring for this. This is good stuff. <laughs> well, you're like, okay. Me and Tim are hanging out. Like, maybe we'll come up tomorrow and say hi. We drove up. Like, it was the next day after the practice on Saturday. It's all half days. Yeah, and we all had lunch. And by the time we were done with lunch, we were scheduling a Zoom call, I think, for Tuesday to make everything. So it was the day after our first practice. Wow. <laughs> so, so Chad brought a record deal along with the yeah being the bass, bass yeah, player. Yeah, but I mean, it was it was one of those things that the, you know they um, if I was ever going to trust somebody's opinion and right. like, hey, you're doing the right thing, not just because of the names involved, but the quality of the songs. To Tim's credit, Jen and Hefe are some of the smartest people when it comes to the decisions they've made with bands who they choose you know it's like a chosen you know it's a it's it's a family type of situation but they've always been very critical and very careful with who they deal with and um i was like yeah i knew what these songs are good like you know to tim's credit it, w it was based on those songs yeah. this whole thing so and, and I, I oh sorry no go ahead no i and i knew the songs were good too and that's why i left a, a band that i was with for a year just to put all my eggs with Tim because I just knew that it was a, a winning deal. Yeah. Tim, you should have been here, bro. Tim, <laughs> oh, 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 he'll, he'll Tim, be where back. are you? He'll, he'll be back. He'll, he'll be back. And you know what? Like, he was saying is like, you know, how quick we've gotten the support. When you're playing music with the same guys for so long and somebody might do a side project or might veer off a direction, it's always kind of like that. You're in a marriage and your sure. significant other kind of sneaks off and there's that instant kind of jealous feeling that every musician kind of feels <laughs> a little bit, you know, the songs were, were definitely good enough and the quality of people were good enough that the biggest supporters that I've had since we started this were the skipjack guys. Right on. Like Jordan and Justin and Aaron have been nothing but like, 
yes, like go get some, you know what I mean? Like, that's so awesome. Like not only are you doing this with Steve, but these songs are great. Like there's no denying it. You're not just like not hanging out with us right now to go do this other thing. Like, you know, you're part of something that's actually like really good for a reason, you know, and those dudes, I can't say enough about it. That was kind of, that was the testament to Tim's songwriting in the beginning for me was like, I expected because I know how I would feel if I was in their shoes. You know, we've been such a tight knit unit for so long, you know, that there was going to be a little blowback, but it's been totally the opposite. Everybody and all of our families, friends, corners have been super supportive of this. Great to hear. So, and then uh, our guitar player for the faction, you know, he's been super supportive you know, and he's really stoked on my new project. And also he has a new project as well that we're, we'll be uh, playing a show together uh, yeah, um, punk at Punk Rock Bowling. Sick, up in H- Vegas. Yeah, his band's called Suburban Resistance, and he actually is our original... Name. Well, he's actually our original drummer for the faction f- for a little bit, and then he went straight to guitar and wrote all the songs, but then now he plays drums for this band. And the faction is still going. The, f- the faction was a band that um, I created in 1982, and we were together till 1985. We did two... U.S. tours, 84, 85, broke up, got back together in 89, broke up, got back together in 2000, 2004, broke up, got back together in 2011, and played all the way up into uh, right before the pandemic. And at that time, I was like, I go, I, I want to call this quits, like, because it's been a great road, and it's fun playing with you guys and but it, it it just wasn't refreshing to me as a musician there was no room for growth we were all from different um parts of the u.s you know and and california and it was just hard to to either get together and write write music so it was just playing the stuff from the 80s and you know it it gets old after a while you know it's fun to do but like i like playing it but i don't like listening to it you know because it's 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 stuff 30 years ago right you know right Urethane, the sound we were talking off mic, Chad, a uh, little more melodic than what you guys have been pursuing, correct? The faction, uh, yes. Skipjack, obviously, a little more melodic. Do you want to talk about the sound? Again, there is a single out now. There's a music video that Mario shot that's out uh, for Gravity as well, right? That should be out now, right? Well, <laughs> as we say this, this will be aired after it's released. Correct. Yes. <laughs> that's what um, I'm doing here, Chad. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the way... Um, we've gotten a lot of uh, comparison bands out of it, but right now the way that I've explained it is, is uh, hopefully it translates live where guys are going to be able to kind of like run around and bump into each other and do their thing, but their wives are going to really enjoy listening to this while they're driving around in their cars too. Like it's something that there's a little bit, there's a little bit of everything on this record. There's fast, there's slow, there's mid-tempo, there's really slow, you know, there's aggression, there's sadness, there's, you know, it all has traits that I think um, are going to kind of, everybody's going to be able to take a little something away from this record that they relate to, I think. What, what a cool experience, too, <clears throat> for the band is I've never worked with a um, music producer before. It's always been kind of DIY and kind of record our own records and work with the, the guy who's um, working the board, engineer, engineer. and um, but I'd never, never been in a band at, at a point where you had a label 
putting out funds to to pay for this really um, crazy producer that that was experienced. I was just never on that level w with a band. I mean, all, I've been in four different bands: The Faction, Odd Man Out, um, Shovelhead, and Soda. Um, Soda almost got signed, um, and that was a Warp Tour times. Um, but there was some internal stuff that that happened that kind of broke the band up really. But that was, I, I say that was, would have been the first um, successful band um, musically, um, but eternally. Um, you know, I have to work well with the people that I'm working with, and, and my sanity is worth more than, than fortune and fame. So if I can't be associated with these people, then I would rather just leave the project. And so when meeting Tim and meeting Dylan and Chad, Especially meeting Tim. The first time I met with for coffee, I was like, man, this guy is a really, really yeah, nice like I, guy. I challenged somebody to say something <laughs> bad about Tim. It ain't going to happen. I'm like, you know, and, and so, um, you know, obviously with my fame with skateboarding and, and, and people knowing who I am and stuff and, you know, some of the guys in the band looking up to me from skating, you know, I didn't want to come into this band like, you know, I'm the dude. Right. right. <laughs> you know, it, here's, you know, even though I'm very vocal and I have my, my opinions. Pretty and, modest. Right? Yeah. I wanted to, yeah. I didn't want to step on anyone's toes. So I didn't know any of these guys. So I didn't know how to talk to them. I don't know how to work with them. Um, I don't know how to say something that it doesn't come off offensive. Cause I'm, I'm very like my, my ex-wife used to call me, um, sandpaper because I just kind of say what I, Okay. Yeah. It, hel it helps though as you get older. <laughs> it helps, you know. To be honest, yeah. Yeah. So without trying to uh, work feed on someone's emotions of how they're going to take it, I was just you know this is like productive criticism. This isn't something like that I'm trying to offend you with, or I, this is how I feel, sure. you know. Um, so um, even working with with Cameron, you know. Um, Steve gets just as many producer credits for that record. <laughs> well, Cameron. well, Cameron, I had a conversation with Cameron solo, you know, um, I think, I think it might've been after or before he came and watched us play, but I, I told him, I said, Hey, um, you know, um, I have a lot of ideas and I have a lot of, I want to say things, but I don't know how to talk to these guys you know, in a way, it's not going to be offensive. Like, you know, this guy's just coming in and, and being the boss, you know, because I know what I want. I know what I like to hear. And um, he told me, which gave me confidence. He said, because because these guys looked up to him. I didn't I don't even know who the dude was, to be <laughs> honest. These guys all know who he is. And then when he started showing me the albums, I'm like, oh, I love that album. I love that album. I love that. album. Oh, Let's throw out a few. He's worked with Megadeth, uh, Motorhead, Alkaline Trio, No Effects, Cameron Webb. Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, Pennywise. Kelly Clarkson. That was actually <laughs> at the Social top Distortion. of my list. Yeah, so a lot of great band, but I never knew who the dude was because I never worked with the producer, so it, his name would have never popped up. Like, I don't get that intricate, like, looking at albums, oh, who produced this? Like, I just like the band. Yeah. So when he <laughs> said, he said, and I said, hey, I, I don't know these guys. You know, he's like, he's a I want to hear your influence in the band. I know these are Tim's songs, but I really want... I go, well, if you say that to them, they may respect what you're... Yeah, they it, may, it, like, give me a little leeway, like, oh, you know, yeah, like, like, trust cab. <laughs> yeah, and like, and like we were saying, like, we had to learn everything about each other from scratch. It wasn't like we had a... 
long existing friendship it's a before new project. we started. Yeah. So like, well, he, you he, and Tim did right. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. he had, but and me and Dylan were acquainted. We'd played shows together, were, but okay. we didn't really know each other either. You know, but like, so Cameron would trickle back just enough information to us that we knew that like, okay. Cab might have concerns, you know. So then it was like, as things, you know, like as they progress, it's like, okay, you ripped the band off. This is what Cab wants. This is what he wants. You know, then all of a sudden, like, oh, okay, well, all of our ideas line up. Cool. <laughs> you know, but it was like, you don't really know. Like, to me, my biggest question mark was, we've we figured out that whole aspect of, like, how to write songs with each other. And I can almost, like, now that it's only been like maybe six months, I could hear a riff like, a, and and I know, like I can visualize a Steve part on there. I can almost feel already what he would do there or what he would bring to the table. You know, it was like pretty quick chemistry, but where the question marks come for me is like, how do you learn that stage part of it? Right. That stage chemistry is way different than you'll find out, buddy. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, we, we haven't gotten that far yet. <laughs> so, so we've had that little. We played a small, like, kind of friends and family type of show. Right. And as soon as I turn around, I see Steve doing his thing, and I was instantly just like, "Yes, there's my guy. <laughs> like, there's my dude." You know, spinning around and jumping around. You know, because we don't know, like. um just that, you know, that stage chemistry. We're we're the still learning. Stage chemistry. We're yeah. still learning, and it's fun. Like that's the fun part. Of it. We don't know what's going to happen next, and I think that like it's a huge part of it. It's just and it's just rad. And here's the thing too. Um, so Tim's kind of a different songwriter. Um, he writes songs differently than than what I've learned to write and and play. So. Um, I did. I've never worked with a, a guy that 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 writes a lot of pre-choruses. You know, it's just strictly verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, out. Okay. Right? And then I, all of a sudden I'm in a band with a guy that's got, you know, verse, pre-chorus, chorus, He's a verse, winner. bridge, pre-chorus. I'm like... <laughs> Yo, what do you mean pre-chorus? Why do you have yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I'd be like, I'd be trying to learn his songs. This is when we're starting to arrange the stuff that he's already written. You know, so we kind of, I felt bad because I was taking his songs and I was like, dude, I don't think we should do that there. You know, it's like, I can't, as a musician, I can't even tell what the chorus is. So if I can't tell when I'm playing it, what do you think the fans are going to think? You know, and then I, I had this conversation with, with Cameron and he's like, you're right. You know, it has to have a, it has to have, a, um, um, like a bigger hook, uh, it has to have chorus. a really big hook, you know? So, um, you know, so that, that was another thing that was, that was me stepping on Tim's toes. He already wrote these songs. And I'm like, I don't know if I like that. Like. You know, I think you need to change that. And, and, and same with, with Dylan, you know, hey, can you change that drum beat? Because, you know, and, I, you know, I don't know Dylan's personality. I don't know how much I can say where he's going to get offended. Like, dude, I'm, I'm doing the best I can. I'm just trying to learn the song, you know, but can you play it this way? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think it was good because cause Steve, did take, Steve did take on a little bit more because for the, for the most part, we were learning there was skeletons of all the songs were designed for us at the end of the day all of our little personal touch you could kind of you can hear or feel on all of those songs but steve was really good about coming and kind of mixing up the learning process like let's not just learn but let's address this problem now 
you know, and it was like when you're so focused on playing something one way for so long, you, you get tunnel vision and you lose sight that there could be this issue where Steve came in with a very clear sight. And um, as far as Tim, um, I don't think there was ever like a feeling of, of uh, discomfort, but Tim being brand new himself in the songwriting thing, I think he was pushed back just enough that he was able to like really get a clear view of what he was doing. And you could you could see like as soon as Steve would put on a little bit of pressure, Tim's like, "Oh yeah, like I, I do that here, I do that there," and like, boom, it was overnight. Like just songs were a million times different. So the back of the record should say, "Produced by Cameron Webb and Steve Caballero." <laughs> well, and here's another thing. So now we've got these songs all ready for the record. We go in there and we start to record, and um, you know we're in there. F- every day from nine to six and when guys doing their things you know we're just kind of sitting there listening listening there and so um i knew what i was going to play going in there but then i i would pick up the acoustic guitar and i would listen to the song the stuff that he was recording and the stuff that tim was recording and i'd just sit there and like think of these little melodies that goes along instead of just playing exactly what tim's playing and I'd think of these things like, oh, this would be good here. Or maybe maybe not. Hey, what do you guys think? You know, so I'd be fiddling, fiddling when those guys are recording. So by the time we finished the record, I did that on so many songs that when we left, I didn't even know what I was playing because I'd never practiced it before. It was all on the whim, you know? So when we went, came back to practice, I didn't play some of those things because I didn't know how to play them. Yeah. I just went back to playing what I know and that was just the rhythm it was just just on the fly on the couch like kind of like we were making changes writing the majority of those things on the fly just enough though Steve if I have to tell you to put that acoustic guitar down while Tim's singing I'm going to send you outside (laughs) (laughs) so I would pick it up and be really quiet (laughs) sorry Cameron (laughs) so I try not to make a lot of noise so it's us hiding on the couch next to each other yeah Yeah. well Tim poor, poor Tim I've never I've been doing this a long time and recording bands for a long time. I've never seen anybody be put in a position like Tim as far as, cause Cameron's not a big editor and he's not going to like, he's not going to, he's not going to depend on plugins to make you sound pretty. He's going to work with Cameron before. No, okay. no, he's going to make you go in there and he's going to work you to death until you get it right. Until he gets what he hears in his head. And there's times where it's like we'd start out in the morning with a song, you know, it's a verse, a chorus and a verse or something. And Tim's about halfway through that first verse, like when we're done with lunch, he's got to come back to the second part of the first verse, you know, and you could just see it like the mental, physical, all the work put into those vocals. And it shows like when you hear the record, you'll see it. It it shows. But he he worked insane just insanely on those vocals. Dude, I'm really stoked to see you guys live, honestly. And uh, I know you guys are excited to play live uh, September 4th, Agent Orange, September 23rd, Soda Bar in San Diego. I'll be at that one for sure. little Soda Bar action. You, you better stoked? be there. Yeah, I'm, I will be. We're, we're stoked about it all. We got a, we got a show, oh, shoot, in less than um, 18 days. Yes, 18 days. Yeah, we're playing uh, Big Bear at the cave. With Pulley, right? Uh, no, no, they're not on it, but we're playing with Guttermouth oh, and Gutter Death Mouth. by Stereo and uh, 
Authentic Sellout, our friends at Authentic Sellout. That's right, sellout. I wanted to shout that out. Sulo of Authentic Sellout's going to be playing so that? It's, it's two days of, of uh, it's uh, Gutter Mouth for two days called the Gutter Fest and lots of rad bands, a lot of friends. So it's going to be our first like time really being back with all of our friends and friends bands like those bands and like the dudes in Chaser that are killing it right now with a new right. record out. They're going to be out there, so it's going to be cool to see Bill and those guys. And um, the whole lineup's just rad. And we got a bunch of condos down there that uh felony ron from felony records is putting us up into and i don't know i think we're gonna drive some boats some mountain bikes <laughs> i don't know just gonna make a weekend to celebrate our first like our it's our huge coming out to the world right sh- showcase or whatever it's gonna be a rad weekend august 22nd right up at big bear is that 20th what? 20th august 20th august 20th at big bear I- Death by Stereo, Gutter Mouth, The Line, Good Guys in Black, and Authentic Sellout. Yeah, Dude, it's going to be dope. Yeah, kind of your first show, right? Your first big show. It is our first show. You had the memorial up in Alpine. Yeah, Good right? Guys in Black, Rick Thorne's yep. uh, band as well will be playing with us. Yeah, that's our. Um, that's going to be our first like regular real show, our big boy show. Who is booking the shows for you guys? Is that mainly Cybertrax that's kind of helping out? No, we have a booking agent at cool. Covert Booking. Landon and Dave over there are going crazy right now. We got new show offers almost every other day. Something cool. Yeah, and and we're also using our own resources too. You know, we're we're trying to use all the connections as that we've, you know, relationships that we've had over the years um, to get onto certain things. You know, um, and you know, it, the bottom line is doesn't hurt to ask. Right. So yeah. when you have friends in higher places. You know, I just say, hey, what do you think? Do you think we can hop on the show? <laughs> and uh, they've said yes. <laughs> Isn't that great advice for a new band? Like, I'm so of that mentality. Like, well, what's the worst that's going to happen if you ask? Yeah, the worst thing that's ever going to happen is no. And, uh, like, learn from other people making mistakes. Right. And never be afraid to ask. That's totally. like half of the secret of life. And you guys have kind of already grabbed that knowledge, right? And experience from yeah, doing this for, for so I, long, right? I, I have fallen because uh, there was a 25 years worth of DIY. You, you know, I've learned everything not to do. <laughs> you fucked up a lot, haven't you? <laughs> no, no. no. Like, I'm just kidding. Skipjacks never had grand mistakes where we'd look back and say like, oh, I wish that hadn't happened. We were always very careful with how we treated people that we dealt with and promoters and fans and friends and everything. We, we, we always, we were very verbal about making sure that everybody that we dealt with were very much taken care of in with the thought of down the road, like we are with urethane right now, you're going to need that connection one day. Don't burn bridges. Right. Like, enjoy right. this. And like, it's kind of like, you know, you want to nurture it and take care of it and have it, you know, evolve into other things. And a lot of that's to the credit of just making sure you're just, you're just good to people. <laughs> you and know, so, you're present and good. Totally. And so on that note of connections and stuff, like, um, so on the record, I was like, man, we got it. We need to um, get some, get some guests. Singers on this record that that'll help promote the record, pump the record up, and give it some respect. And so I'm like, man, maybe we can get like Toby from H2O to sing a song, Toby. you know? And I, I go, well, he owes me because I already I was um, a guest on one of his last records, and I played guitar, and I even starred in one of his music videos as well. I'm like, he had to drop in while playing a, he had to drop in, in, in a pool while playing a Les Paul into a pool. 
for the H2O video. Watch it. Yeah. It's rad. It's off Check their last album. The song is called Skate. And, I'll uh, try to include a snippet of that. Yes. And so I was like, he owes me. He can't say <laughs> he can't say no. There's no way. You know? Yeah. And so I put it out there. Hey, Toby, we want you to sing, you know, come in the studio and... and and uh, and I and I was getting a little bit experience uh, working with Cameron. So when Toby came in, I started working Toby, uh, and he was getting oh, pissed. If, I could tell he was getting pissed. Like if we could have had video of Toby in the sound. But first of all, if you ever get the opportunity, Toby is probably one of the most infectious <laughs> people to be with as far as positivity. Like you just yeah, the world is better with Toby Morris in it. Just plain and simple. But. <laughs> he's in there recording vocals and Steve's going, uh, your enunciation, you're not really following him. Like he's taking on what he's heard from Cameron over the, and things are starting to stand out to Steve differently now. So like Steve are, is starting to hear what he wants right. and he's in the talk back. Yeah. You know, your, your flow, like right there, you know, just, uh, you're not following Tim and, and you could hear Toby after like, take like 10. He's like, <laughs> I love you, cab. I love you, cab. No, but I was like, I just wanted, you know, he never practiced with us. So it was all new to him as well. So I kind of wanted him to, to sing like Toby. Like I wanted him to, cause I, I wasn't sure he knew what we wanted. You know, so I just wanted him to bring out his voice. So when people heard him, like that's that's Toby Morris that's from H2O. Definitely Toby Morris on that record. Yeah, and he he killed it. I'm glad you he brought that up because you also worked with uh, Jim Lindbergh on a track, correct? From Pennywise. Yeah. So and you've that, got a couple collaborations here. And that was another that was another feeler. You know, that was like, hey, you know, why, why don't we just ask? You know, and 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 Jim said yes. You Were know, you critiquing so. Jim a little bit too? Actually, uh, <laughs> he 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 mailed his in. He did his at home. He got the song. And um, again, though, to Tim's credit, Cameron had the idea of like, hey, give this song to him, blink canvas, and let Jim write this part, and you'll get the best version of Jim if he's able to write this part. Jim heard the lyrics, heard the song, and he was like, no, the song is great. I'm singing what he wrote. Yeah. Like, he was all in on Tim words, Tim's word. And the same thing with Toby. Like, Toby was all pumped. We were all excited. The vibe in the studio was good. And he said the same thing. He's like, dude, you're a, a real singer. Like, you're a real songwriter. You're, you know, and, um, you know, you just see, like, that glow on Tim's face. I really wish that the people that hear this record are, like, would have been able to share that moment, you know? It, like, they were so stoked on it, and all their parts are so rad. Like Jim's parts, like just you, yeah. you'll see, they're, he, they're, they're he, both he, so great. He killed it, and so I think the whole process with all this is, I think it's given Tim a lot of confidence in, in him in songwriting, and uh, it's just gonna snowball to make things even better on our next record. You know, um, you know. I would have loved to to get more into the writing and and bring some songs to the table to um, actually you know um, be in that creative part and 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 you brought one or two songs. I think I brought one. He brought what one song. What song is that, Chad? It's called "Hold a Place in Time for Me." Okay. Um, it didn't make the skipjack cut a couple times. <laughs> um, it just didn't fit. It was You're bringing some B sides to the table, huh? No, it was just it. It was a little bit more singy, I guess you could say. Like it was a no use for a name kind of song. Sure. And it didn't really fit what what uh, we were doing or whatever. But giving it to these guys, um, we learned the song, and I actually wasn't there. I I had other 
priorities that I couldn't get out of when they did the guitar tracking and the vocals on that song. And I remember like driving when Tim texted, or I think Steve texted to me and I was driving just kind of like, Oh, I got a little goosebump. Like, I'm like, yes, they did it. They did it. So it's their own way. It's totally different than how I wrote it, but you know, it has a little bit of everybody's feel on it. And it, it was stoked. I think, and again, we didn't really have much time to go like... We had three months. Steve, l- let's hear your t- 10 songs that you have right now, or 10 song ideas you have, because it was like, it was so planned out on the calendar. Like, okay, we're going to write a song tonight. Two days later, we're going to practice all the songs as a set. Then we're going to write yeah. a song. And, you know, it was very, very... It, it was done like the military, as far as like... Right. We were very, very on time, very on track, and very disciplined. Yeah. Is Tim military? No. Okay. And and to be honest, we were a little dishonest with the label. <laughs> ish. Ish. You can say ish. We, we there won't was a cyber track. <laughs> no, there was a lot of songs. We just didn't know them. We didn't know them yet. And we didn't yeah, and we didn't we didn't have them down. Fucking so, fake it till you make it, right? A little yeah, bit. Yeah, huh? so we had to work. I mean we we said we had like enough for an album, but yeah, we, like, we didn't yet. The, 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 they were, they yeah, were floating around, but they weren't songs. So we've got like 20 songs. Oh, cool. Well, we'll figure out our best 10 or best 12 and we'll make a record out of it. There was 20 songs, but still to this day, we've only heard 12. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there was a lot of ideas. So it was, it yeah. was coming down to actually the song that Jim sang on is, is my favorite I think on the record Inheritance. It's, it's called inheritance. And, um, we figured that one out. We finished that one the night before we left to go to Santa Ana. Yeah. To record. Okay. So it was, and it was just enough to like, we had the structure down. Okay. This is going to have bass distortion. This is going to have like this cool little lead part that sets the tone of the whole song. And then the rest of it, like we didn't have any idea until. And like I said, like they're like, yeah, we're going to, learn all these songs and maybe we'll bring some in and we'll drop some I'm like no every song that we do has got to be work like there's no like bringing extra songs like we don't have time to <laughs> yeah. like learn a song and write it and be like no nah, it's not it's not good enough right. no they want 12 songs we're gonna focus on 12 songs yeah when you realize like you try to set uh like the next time you do a record for your band or some sort of recording for your band do it from scratch and just say okay here's how long it'll take me to get 10 songs done and then set a, a like a deadline and then calendar your practices for songwriting. Mm-hmm. It will change the way you like see everything. That's scary. No, it is scary, Nobody but at the same time. It scary. Yeah, but it, it can happen. It's scary, right. but at the same time, like we came together so much faster and so much tighter than anything that I've ever seen. Totally. Like we have that feeling of like, I feel like I've known these guys forever. And we're still learning stuff out about yeah. each other. And also, like I said, th- th- uh, the record took three weeks to record. When we first walked in there, three weeks later, we came out with different songs. Yeah, like there's different melody hooks that weren't even invented before we went into the the studio. Yeah. So when you hear some of those leads and stuff, you know, in the in the songs, those were written in the studio and they weren't even part of the song. Yeah. Wow. So, it, and. Uh, do you think this project would have happened if it weren't for COVID? Um, yeah. I, I, I have my, I have kind of my feeling. What, what Steve think? You know, I, I don't really think it was that that affected it. I think that affected maybe people um, playing live and focusing on 
let's play some shows and then let's write some songs. Let's play some shows. Let's write some songs. This is like, we can't play. We're just writing. So I think COVID is actually a good thing for bands because that's when they should have went into the the studio and started getting creative instead of being like, oh, we can't play live. What are we going to do? We'll yeah. write, a, write a record. Yeah. <laughs> to me, I, I, write think, a record. Yeah. I think when I look at, like when I, I've done it a few times where I've taken inventory of personalities, like taken the inventory of the four of us. And I think the right people came together at the right time. Right. Like it just it was something you have that the universe was working in your favor a little bit here, I think. Well, no, it's kind no, of what I'm it, it, no? Like no. It, it, it wasn't natural, huh? No, no, no. Okay. It's um it's the, it's the whole I I'm, that's where I that's where I really feel highly. I don't believe in chance. I believe okay. in choice. Sure. And I was talking to a friend of mine the other day. He's like, "You ever get a a place where you have a fork in the road and you have to make a decision which way you're going to go?" Well, that was that fork I was talking about. I could have said no to Tim and just stuck with this other band right. and I wouldn't be sitting here with you right now. Right. But that was my choice. Now, before that, Tim made a choice to have the balls enough to send me his demo tape. If Tim didn't send me this demo tape, I wouldn't have heard it. We wouldn't, we wouldn't be sitting here in front of you right now. Right. So it's a, it's a combination of people's choices that brings everything together. It's not chance. It's not... Oh, you know, the, the, the stars are lining up. No, 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 no. <laughs> Everyone's made a choice. I, I feel stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Producer Steve breaking that for you. No. Sandpaper yeah. in the house. Everyone, Sandpaper in the house, folks. Everyone's made a choice, and it's lined up. Yeah. And You're totally right. It's about wisdom, you know, seeing an opportunity and, and, and going for it, you know. Um, and if you have some experience of 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 capturing opportunities um it works out for the benefit of you but then there's a lot of times where there's a lot of opportunities in front of you and you're just too afraid to even go there then it's it's gone so seize the you know i'm all about seizing the moment yeah it's a it's all a about seizing the moment chasing horizons there you go the, that's <laughs> Do you want to talk about that name because i i noticed a quote on cybertrack's website so that, so yeah the, that chasing was, horizons uh, is the name of your full length the, september 24th coming out yeah uh, so the the prequel to chasing horizons to expand on what steve was saying life is about trying to minimize your what ifs at the end of the day when we all take the right the long road home you want to have as few what ifs as humanly possible seizing opportunities like you know that. and um tim had a line in the song about just kind of like dropping what you're doing being out on the open road chasing a distant horizon you know it's it's in the song wyoming second single that'll be out great song hey, it is a good song um i love it and it's just been one of those things like there's been little benchmarks that have been set for us or that we've made for ourselves starting with ourselves we made strict goals for ourselves and we're very very strict about practices what we're going to do when we're at the practices and all of our goals and we've been chasing those successfully since we started i don't think there's anything that we tried to do or set some sort of calendar date to, to go after and we haven't fulfilled you know what i mean on our part right so it's like that's what we've been doing for the last six months is chasing horizons you and, know? I, and i think part of that Goes to the fact like, okay, so the decision of like, what are we going to use for the cover of the album? You know, so 
um, a lot of the guys in the band were very adamant of using Mark DeSelville, the artist, because he had worked on other, you know, album covers like No Effects and No Use, no Use for Name. And, right. and was it you or Tim that said, hey, I want to use this artist uh, for the album? Um, I think when... Um I can't remember. Because Tim, Tim found the painting, but who wanted to use Mark? Because I had ideas of, of different artists I wanted to use. but yeah, I, like I, a, If I remember correctly, I think it was something that um, he made a post. Mark DeSalvo made a post, and it was something that we, me and Tim had talked about like, like we had liked. Like something, like something like this would be rad, because he was definitely on our list. We had five or ten artists that we'd all discussed about doing the artwork or whatever, but me and Tim had commented to each other like, wow, like something like this would be really cool. And then Tim had called a few weeks later and was like, so he made this originally for a band and this band backed out and decided they weren't going to use it. And now he's posting about it, that he hopes that one day it'll get used for something. (laughs) The one we were originally talking about like, dude, that's rad. That's right. You know, we were so stoked on it. And Steve is is a part of Punk Rock and Paintbrushes, an art collective that's full of musicians and skaters and artists and tattooists, beautiful people, yeah. and like just a, a wide range of people that you should look into Punk Rock and Paintbrushes. It's everything about it's rad. He went to go do one of the art signings they were doing. Uh, Tim had gone to one of the art signings that Steve was going to be at, and Mark DeSalvo was there with the piece hanging up. Wow. And it's when they brought it, like, we would really like to use this, you know, and Mark was just over the moon, uh, over the moon, huge cab fan, you know, and just stoked that we'd even thought about him to for the record. But that's right. So now I don't know if I've seen the art. So he's also it's on the sticker. That's. Yeah, the little sticker. So it's on my fridge. So Mark actually gets. It's on the side cab. Cool. Okay. I'm looking at it right now. Awesome. Mark actually gets lit on fire in our music video. If you Hell see yeah. the guy running around on fire, that's actually Mark DeSalvo. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> yeah, he's a great guy. He's so, the best. So going like going to like deciding what we're going to use for the cover. I mean, so that can be a ban argument right there. Right. You know. And so for me as an artist, at the end of the day, it's like picking and choosing. It really doesn't even matter. You know. And I think a lot of people spend too much time contemplating, saying, no, I, I really want this. I think this will be good. You know, for the bottom line is like, I'm like thinking like, you know, Tim, this is Tim's project. I mean, this is his baby. What, what does he want? Right. What artist does he want? You know, I want him to be happy. You know, so it's like, you, you, you know, have the options here of different artists. I go, I can give you all these artists and this is what they can do. What do you want? Right. You know? And I'll be happy with that. You know what I mean? Stoked for this full length. September 24th, Chasing Horizons. Chasing Horizons. When did you start playing guitar? We know you have been uh, skating since a young lad. Yeah. You skate? Did you skateboard? <laughs> since did you, 1976. Since 76. When did you start playing guitar? I, well, I tried to, tried to play guitar first, but it was too difficult. So I ended up picking up the bass in 1982. And started the faction. Cool. Skate rock band. And so within, from 1982 to now, I've been in four different bands and I've switched from bass to guitar, from bass to guitar, from bass to guitar a bunch of times. And even in this band, I went from bass 
And I'm like, nope, my, my love is guitar. I want, I want to play guitar. So what age were you uh, when you started um, playing guitar? I, I always wonder what a good age. I was what do you 17. Rec- yeah, 17 is a good age, huh? 15, yeah. 16, 17. Yeah, I mean that's when I really discovered punk rock and and yeah. and that type of music and and I I figured you know this is kind of like a really easy way to get into music and learn how to play these songs because they're very simple, very basic, and it wasn't very intricate you know and I could play this you know I could learn these songs and um, over the years you know um, I learned how to play guitar and and I've learned I learned to like have a good ear for melodies and what i like and so that's that's my contribution to this band is i'm using you know 40 years of experience in listening to different types of music and 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 trying to say like i think this will work really nice here you know this is you know i love melodic stuff i love stuff that you can sing to you know that you can hum to that um it just bring out the best in each instrument but make it melodic and make it very pleasant to your ear what's your favorite band it changes <laughs> mine too it changes over the years um um but fu- uh, the last couple of years it went from rise against to um never even really bat an eye to alkaline trio um i didn't even get into alkaline trio um only because um, um matt was in blink and I love those two albums that they came out. So I was like, oh, well, let me go, go backwards and check out his band that he actually came from. And then I fell in love with his voice and songwriting there. So, um, Also done by Cameron Webb. Yeah. So, Alkaline you know, it, it, it changed. It's been changing. But recently, and, and then being in this band, these guys have introduced me to newer music as well. You know, so like I've just heard the Lillingtons for the first time. And yeah. I really like them. Um, so it, it changes, you know, but... Uh, you, you know, I, I think what you hear in this band, you're going to hear what our influences are and what we like. You'll, you'll, once you hear the whole album, you'll be like, oh, I know what they like. You mentioned <laughs> Alkaline Trio. That's kind of what I hear. You guys do have your own sound, but I definitely heard those Alkaline vibes a bit, which is a good thing. Yeah. And I have the Rise Against tattoo right here, buddy. Nice. Uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, 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 love, I love that album. You yeah. know? Do you know? Um, have you met Tim? Do you know mm-hmm. Tim? No, Tim and Joe. One of the best punk rock voices on the planet, in my opinion. No, just um, and and I, I didn't discover them until probably four or five years ago. Okay. You know, it's just like the there's black, a there's know? a lot of yeah there's a lot of bands that um, you know I, there's a point sometimes you just don't start listening to new music, you yeah. know, or 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 you just you're you're stuck in your bands and the bands you listen to all the time you just keep listening I'm to those so over and over. Guilty of that. <laughs> So guilty of the tunnel vision, just but, stay uh, with stay with what you love. Yeah. So, but but '90s punk rock really hit home for me. Totally. You know, yeah. I mean, in the skating world, that went fully like rap. Like all skate videos were all rap in the early '90s, and I just kind of stayed strong in my roots of punk, and I just kept listening to punk stuff. So, like bands like Mill and Colin, bands like Pennywise, Strung Out, you know, Face to Face. Um, no effects. Th- th- those bands. No use. Yeah, no use for name. Yeah. You know those. Right bands there with Chad, right? I would say those align pretty well with you. Those align rad. Like it's, it's like the perfect blend of influences. Yeah. Like there's so many that just line up all of our stuff. You made some correct choices, Cab. <laughs> 
I like <laughs> I like what I like, you know. Dude, and totally. um, like I said, these are great bands, and and to get like like um, reviews and 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 like I I played I played the music to Jim from Pennywise, and he loves our band. He loves our band, and it's just so great to hear someone who I respect in the music business is really stoked on our band. We're just like some band that just started, and but he's like, you know, I, I really don't like that, like, yelling punk rock. I love stuff that's melodic, and <laughs> you guys got something go- going good. And I'm like, dude, I totally appreciate that. Like, that is big coming from you because I respect you. Is it, just, is it just me, or do you start to like the melodies a little bit as you get older? <laughs> It's it's not just that. I think the same thing that makes us guilty of not learning new music right. is that the tunnel vision part yeah. is like skipjack thing. We didn't. We were very very prone to not changing our recipe, even when that kind of music for ten years wasn't very cool. Like let's just still do what we want to do, and it's going to come back full circle. And about two thousand twelve, that started to pick back up again. Right. Um, you kind of get stuck into one thing, but as you open your eyes and ears to other people's influences where like, I might not have heard as much alkaline trio or I might not have heard this this way. But like when you open your ears to other things, you're just like, Oh, totally. I've liked this all the time. And I like, I didn't know that now I'm capable of this, you know, like now I'm, I'm broadening my, and I, I was on the Vans Warped Tour for years and alkaline trio was playing all the time. Did I care? I didn't care at all. I didn't care about that style of music and that band. To the point where they played, they opened up for the Misfits. When the Misfits first got back together in LA. What's that show? The f- at the Forum? At the Forum. Yeah. I'm like, I'm listening to the opening band. I'm like, why would someone put Alkaline Trio <laughs> with the Misfits? Like, this does not work. Right? Because I right. didn't care about them. Totally. Did, did you text Skiba that? No. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, what? Like, how do those two bands together, they don't, they're not even from the same genre. Like, right. they don't even sound the same. Like, why would they even play together? Because I, I didn't care. But then when I opened my eyes and ears to actually listen to Alkaline Trio, um, I liked the music, you know? And like I said, I would have never listened to them if Matt didn't join Blink. Because I was a big fan of Blink-182. We want Tom back, right? <laughs> I mean, I feel like with Mark's situation here, you know, we're sending him good vibes, of course. Yeah. But maybe that'll get Tom back on stage with I, him, I, right? I, I Possibly. Think that's, I think that's definitely your re-entrance point if you had my suggestion. But, like, right. uh, I don't know. Like, it all kind of, like, all these things are happening for some other reason. Like, look, at with Tom not doing his Blink-182 thing, he's accomplished, like, huge goals that he set out for 20 years to accomplish. Like, and he's he's done really well with it with his academy and angels and airwaves and all that stuff you know yeah it was time to grow apart and there's those purists that are always going to hate that new guy that's doing what somebody else came up with but skiba does an insanely good job at all of it it's amazing amazing and and mark sings a lot of those songs like i never even really really paid attention but mark sings a lot of blink songs a lot oh yeah so it's like He's Tom's not missed that much. I mean, his voice is very distinct, but I think he does a great job with Angels and Airwaves. I mean, it's yeah. amazing. I mean, what he's done with that band. And I never even heard of Boxcar Racer until I started researching Tom and like, what has he done? 
besides Blink. And that Boxcar Racer album is amazing. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. To me, I think it would be rad. It's like, I don't really follow either one of the bands very much, you know, right. but maybe they have Tom Manskiba in the same band and it's <laughs> create a dream bill for you guys. We're going to dream with you guys before we wrap it up. I think we've covered most of everything, but I've seen you do pick, this. Yeah, I've seen you dream do this before and I've dreaded this. So we'll, we'll dream with you guys. Um, add a couple bands and choose a venue. All right. And it's, it's people that are ex- existing now and non-existing. Like my all time dream. Yeah. Let's say alive or dead. Alive or dead. Five bands? Let's just do Well, three. I definitely want Minor Threat to open up our show. Okay. Well, yeah, let's do five, because <laughs> that was a quick sure one. they're the opener? <laughs> yeah, they're the opener. So Minor Threat, you're a thane. Three more. <laughs> um, I'm going to have to go with, uh, here's where I'm lame. I'm different. Uh, Buddy Holly would have to be on there. Like 150%. Yeah, headliner maybe, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, some sort of solo. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to say no use for a name. Tony Sly back. Mm. Right. Um, well, name something out of your. I mean, I wouldn't mind having Metallica be on the bill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shooting low. I got low standards here. Yeah, be like they can a... play second. If you could bring a musician back from the dead, who would it be? Oh, you gosh. mentioned Tony Sly. Tony, Def- definitely Tony. Eddie Van Halen recently. You know, there's so many of them that that pass away too young too. For me personally, it would be Tony because he's. Did you know him personally? Yes. Okay. And he's from my my hometown, San Jose. And um, the odd thing was, so when I was in this band Soda, um, um, this DJ passed away, um, and we were doing a benefit show to honor you know honor this DJ guy that that kind of helped us get on the radio. Um, so we regrouped Soda, and uh, Tony was supposed to play an acoustic set af- after after. Uh. And I'm in Europe, and I get a phone call from um, our bass player saying, hey, do you hear the news? I'm like, what? This is a week before we're going to play the show. So Tony, Tony passed away. I'm mm. like, are you kidding me? And I was like dumbfounded. I'm like, are we still playing the show? Like, what are we doing? He's like, yeah, we're still going to play, but we're, now we're playing for two widows. Mm. You know? Um, and they both showed up at the show, and it was a great, a great show. Yeah. Um, I really fell in love with... with with Tony's acoustic stuff. Me too, with, with Joey Kidd, with Joey. man. Oh, oh man, so I saw beautiful. him at House of Blues. My, my Tony story is I, uh, I met him at the urinal at House of Blues. Acoustic, uh, <laughs> <laughs> acoustic show, and he's great. I love his acoustic stuff almost as much as new fans. He's one of those rare people that come into music that uh, it doesn't matter what he was doing, whether it was his acoustic thing or whether it was slow no use for a name or fast no use for a yep. name yeah so, you believe him right when he sings you believe him. oh yeah the, one of the best songwriters i've heard in a ever. long time ever and so when i first started soda i just started soda and all of a sudden um their bass player Steve Pahutis, wanted to record our album but then they lost their guitar player so he's like hey um we're looking for a guitar player do you think you might want to play guitar for no use for a name and i just started soda i'm like I just started this band. I can't just like throw this band away because I, and I'm a professional skateboarder. I can't just, I, they were a touring band, so I just can't leave everything and hop on tour. Um, so I said, Van trailer ramp. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not even going to try out. And which was it my choice, but was a good choice for them because that's when they got Chris Shiflett to join. 
um, the band, and he's a great guitar player and actually way better singer. So his he fit really well for No Use for Name. And then as years passed on, um, he left and and joined the Foo Fighters. So Chris Shiflett's and the Foo Fighters. There you, you know. go. The rest is history. Yeah. If you could wave a wand and make one band never exist, who would it be? That's the. I'm glad worst, to see you laughing, the Steve. Worst question. <laughs> You know, we retired Nickelback. We retired Imagine Dragons. Um, they got brought up too much. And and not to hate, but who's someone that you're maybe not too into? Or maybe a genre? Um, shoot. I've got one that could make me the most hated person probably in this genre of music. And Let's do it. So, you know, like, social media will do those, like, you. Uh, here's a band that you can't stand but everybody else loves and you you name that band or whatever and you watch people argue on facebook and stuff like that to me it's jawbreaker okay <laughs> it's jawbreaker and i and i love I just and i love jets to brazil I, which he came jawbreaker turned into jets to brazil and okay. yeah and it's not a jawbreaker fan but i loved what he did afterwards okay fair yeah, enough we'll um, blow them away now i just smoked chat with you guys um steve i could go into i could spend an hour on your skate background i did a lot of you know research i watched bones last night bones brigade but hall of fame skateboarder you you made up your own moves you got the cabalaria cabalarial cabalarial (laughs) yeah the cabalaria i think is a sickness you catch (laughs) (laughs) unreal i mean a a total legend is my point here um I think I need to at least acknowledge that and, and shout that out. I don't know how that fits into music, um, but good on you. Yeah, I mean, definitely it, it helps uh, bring attention to the band. And it even started even like that back in 1982 when I first joined, did the faction. I mean, we did right. tours around the U.S. in a small van, and only people really booked us because they heard the professional skateboarder was in the band. So I've always kind of used that as an advantage. Um just a little something to get someone's attention and then try to let the music speak for itself. But I I feel like this band right here, the music definitely speaks for itself and they really don't need my name to help promote it, but it does, it it does help, you know, it helps get our foot into the door of, of someone really wanting to notice like, Hey, what's he doing now? And so, like I said, I'm very proud for these people to hear, hear this record when it comes out, because it's, it's really good. Like, you know, I, I humbly say it's, it's one of the best projects I've ever been a part of. It is good, dude. And I'm stoked for you, Chad. I've known you personally for 20 years. Uh, Cybertracks, it's a big deal, dude. I'm, I'm a pop punk melodic kind of guy, dude. So when you send it over to me, I know it's different from uh, Skipjack a little bit. I was stoked on it. I, yeah. I like it. I dig it. I, I look forward to seeing you guys live. It's dropping uh, September 24th, Chasing Horizons. But Chad's singing, singing as well. On, on the record, he's... Uh, I'm not into it anymore. The, the, one, <laughs> the one thing that I think people are going to be surprised of, they've seen the bass and the, the guitar playing and everything else. Steve sings more than anybody. Because <laughs> you guys all singing? The, no, well, the, the, the days that we did a lot of the backups for, I couldn't be there the, a lot of the backup days. Who's doing the harmonies on the tracks? That's mostly Steve. Good job, bro. So, Thank like, you. I think that's where the biggest and surprise... And Cameron did a really good job. Like, harmonies can be too high. He did a... They sound sweet. But they're not... They're not pickled at all. Like that's Steve, right? Like he worked. That's a few takes, huh, buddy? Yeah, yeah. Like, he he worked us. Yeah. And I was gonna bring that up too. Like, 
camera I've never worked with a producer before and I've never worked with someone saying like you got to play that part over again and I'm like why he's like you bent the note I'm like you heard that like where did I bend the note at he's like you bent the note I heard it you can do better wow he's like and you're gonna do the same on the next 60 takes yeah you leave the studio a better musician definitely yeah he brings the best out of you (laughs) you leave Cameron's exhausted but it's all good when you come home (laughs) the last time you're like it turned out really good we were exhausted. Like, I, I was joking about, like, now I don't know what a nine-to-five job feels like because we'd, we'd meet at the park and ride at eight, drive all, an hour to the studio, be in there all day, drive another hour back to park and ride, um, go home. I just want to fall asleep. Go to sleep. Wake up the next morning. Do it over, over I again. still had another 40 <laughs> minutes to drive from the park and ride to get out here. <laughs> yeah. So it was long days for three yeah. weeks straight and i'm like this is work this is actually work sure. like i'm like wow I, and yeah. but at the end the product will speak for itself and we yeah. we put our heart heart and soul in it and we trusted cameron with a lot of things and he really really knows and what what i what i loved about cameron as well you could see how passionate he was with this project like he he showed that he actually really cared he wasn't some just engineer that just wanted to get you in there and get you out right like he really really had ideas and and he really was working with all of us and there'll be times he'd like 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 chad said i sang on this more than i thought i would ever sing on anything and so he brought out the best of me and then and then which in turn gave me confidence to to belt it out you know run i look forward to hearing the the full 12 song I can't wait for you to hear it. I can't wait for you to hear it. Yes, 12. I've been wanting a San Diego band to really break out and uh, make it, and I feel like you guys have potential, and I feel like you've already made it. I hope so. In a lot of ways. We're all invested for whatever it takes to get this thing out and going as hard as we can. You've been putting some time into this, huh, Chad? (laughs) All of six months. Chad. Chad's a hard worker. Well, I mean, (laughs) Chad's been... He's always got something cooking. You know, he's always got some present for us. Hey, look what I lined up here. Look, so he's definitely is is working his connections. Well, no, we're, we're, <laughs> we're both kind of cooks. I yeah. Say. yeah, I'll go. Hey, I brought us some. I got us a string deal. <laughs> Steve goes, well, somebody's sending us to the moon next week. <laughs> you know, so it's like, yeah, you got the Cybertracks deal. That's so, rad. It's almost a competition of like, what can I bring to the band? Yeah. Oh, well, check out this. Who, who reviewed this this time? This is who I know, and this is what they think about the band. Dude, that is a healthy competition, <laughs> yeah, man. So, and it's all positive stuff. So, like months down the road, me and you're going to see me and Steve, like, yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> that's yeah. what it's going to come down to. Yeah, no, but um, you know, we were supposed to have someone hire someone to design the album, and and Chad did it himself. You know, he's got skills. You did. I thought you mentioned the other guy that, that Mark designed Salva the album. painted it. Okay, like what do you our, mean by design? Like just throwing it together, or you know, together, the, you oh, know, okay. design. Sure, got it. Yeah, we had we had the artwork from Mark, who does who, right? Had the cover, Actually, yeah. But Chad cool. designed, like, laid it out. Cool. Yeah. Everything. Chad's been All going at it. it for a long time, dude. A few minutes to to kiss your ass here for a minute. I mean, tw- me and you, like I said, local bands and recording bands and building relationships. You're rocking the Slabatory hat right now. Those my I think boys. we got to shout out Trent and all the guys over there. Yeah. Um, Congrats. Thank you so much, You're man. Welcome. I appreciate it. Uh, inviting us over to your house and your palapa. This is my dog house, dude. You're, uh, when the wife gets mad at me. You're, 
you got to hang out with your wife and daughter. And brought you some food behind us. Is this so where the barbecue? Yeah, sits? let's eat, brother. Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> Steve Caballero, Chad Ruiz. Thank you guys. Urethane, September twenty fourth, Chasing Horizons, uh, and Gravity is out now. The single and the music video by uh, Mario Rivera. Pumped. Yep. Thank you guys for your time. Thanks so much, yeah. brother. Thank you. Appreciate you. Palooza. Yeah.